Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. If you've ever spoken with a farmer, some of them don't waste words. But what they do say is often on point. This is the case with former Northumberland Federation of Agriculture President Sid Atkinson. Here is his response to agricultural mapping in the county after he attended a public meeting in Campbellford earlier this week. I'm so pleased to have with me today Sid Atkinson, the former president of the Northumberland Federation of Agriculture. Welcome back, Sid. Thanks, Rob. First of all, I'd like to begin with asking you about a meeting you attended last night at, in Campbellford around the agricultural mapping. Can you tell us what happened at the meeting? Well, it seemed to be a very well attended meeting, a lot of interest there. Uh, there was questions I had about uh, purpose of this and scope of this and where they want to go with that, that kind of stuff. There was uh, a confusion in my behalf on uh, something they called candidate areas. They had the prime ag land kind of mapped out, not kind of generally mapped out the areas that's in, Um, but there was a lot of the map colored in yellow and they called it candidate area, which means it was under consideration to be called prime ag land. But uh, it seemed to be very general. It didn't really cover the land that's too steep or too swampy or too not really suited. It was fairly generalized. There was a uh, soils expert there that uh, from Western Ontario, and I had quite a con- conversation with him. Or there was, like nearly a hundred years ago, there was a mapping of the soils in Northumberland County, and I still refer to that map, and I amazed at how accurate it is. They had the con they have contour lines on that map. They have uh, wetlands, everything, all different soil types on there. And from the land that I farm, it's amazingly accurate. But there is certain uh, soil types that they want to update on that, I guess. And there is a, a growing concern, I believe, that we need to protect good farmland. And I'm right on side with that. 
There's lots in there to talk about, Sid. So let's break some of that down and, and explore it a little bit more. Um, we're talking about protecting farmland. Uh, the old number used to be what I think was 175 acres a day we were losing across Ontario of, of farmland. And I believe now Stats Canada just recently updated that to over 300 acres per day. Can you explain to the listeners? 319 acres a day, Rob. 319. Can you explain to the listeners why that is so significant? That number just blows me away. Like 319 acres. That's basically a farm a day. And they're already talking about food shortages, like this war in Ukraine and Russia, two major food producing areas of the world. They're talking about possible shortages this fall. They're talking about there will be, they're not saying there may be, there will be, there will be certain populations likely around Northern Africa that depends on the Ukraine for a lot of wheat exports. There will be serious hunger there. You protect food sovereignty in our country and to mess with good land. Once it's bulldozed, once it has a parking lot on it, once it has been paved over, it's just not going to ever be brought back into production. The only other way to do it is to clear more land, and the good land is already cleared. And there's the uh, cutting down trees and bulldozing stumps and draining swamps. That seems to be kind of frowned on. It's really should be a major concern for every country to be, to the extent possible to be able to feed their population off their own land base. Let's talk about prime agricultural land because that term gets tossed around a lot. That seems to be something that the county is interested in saving. Can you explain to us why it's so important to save this prime agricultural land from any kind of development in Northumberland? Well, prime agriculture land, you got to understand there's like seven different classes of land. And number one land, really that's not very much of it in Northumberland County. It's mainly Western Ontario. We're a lot too hilly, too stony, too swampy, too many whatever. But there is a lot of good class two land. And class three and four land it's usually rocky, it's usually hilly, but if you have a good farmer on it and able to tile drain it, able to clear the fence bottoms, able to get the right fertility in it, you can turn class three into class two, class four into class three, but it costs money, takes time and a lot of work. So my advantage as I have the equipment, I have the manpower here, don't mind hard work myself. And we've taken a lot of that 
class two or class three and turned it into class two land. And it's very good productive land. But it, it takes work, it takes money, it takes time. And being a dairy farmer, we have lots of manure, which really seems to build that organic matter, builds that moisture holding capability. And we can grow alfalfa for our herd. And that really, really works well on this hillier soil, keeps it from eroding. The uh, alfalfa fixes nitrogen in the soil and it really works well. Now, last night at the meeting, they were talking about these marginal lands, the, the not so prime land, but possible uh, farming potential. What got said at the meeting about that land and what impressed you most about what they were saying? Well, the not so prime land, the marginal land. To me, Rob, if you are driving along and you see red cedar growing on land, you know that it's very shallow soil there. There's limestone underneath it. There's not much topsoil there. There's not much moisture holding capacity to it. There's not a whole lot you can do about that land. You, it used to be pasture land, a lot of it, but uh, it's been taken out of production and for a reason, just weren't making money on it. The beef thing uh, with pasturing, it's just tough to make a living just solely off of beef cattle. As far as doing like, there's some farms now doing the grass fed thing, but it's a direct to consumer market really calls for good marketing to make that happen. And it calls for a very educated consumer to want that. And if they want it, they'll pay for it. So as farmers, is it is it important to save that land or is it uh, significant that we start to develop that if that's land that could be developed? Look, people gotta live somewhere. They got to build their houses somewhere. So let's build them on that marginal land and save the prime agriculture land. Speaking of that, I know farmers in the past have used severances as a means of generating income uh, for themselves. And, you know, we drive along many roads in Northumberland and you see a lovely farm and then along the edge of the road, there's a whole bunch of houses. Is it important to maintain the ability of farmers to be able to sever lots uh, for economic reasons? For economic reasons. You said a mouthful there, Rob. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there will be places along just about any road that you could put a house there. And it's not going to impact a whole lot. I've got farms that have been chopped up with uh, severances. It just means I have a whole bunch more neighbors. It just means that I'm going to find golf balls that have been knocked out into my field. I'm going to find what's left of somebody's corn roast thrown out in my field, lawn clippings, all that kind of stuff. 
And one subtle thing, they get creative with their lawnmowers and just keep moving their boundary back into my field. <laughs> oh dear. But like I said before, people are gonna have to live somewhere. People want to have their own home. People want to have that country living experience. Let's put that into that there marginal land that instead of along those good fields. And maybe there is a corner woodlot somewhere that you could put half a dozen houses in there. Nice spot to live too. And the other part is sometimes we buy a farm and we don't have a need for the house. And there are rules out there that you can sever a surplus farm house. That still makes sense. It's what are you gonna do? Get into the landlord game and we're not, we're farmers, we're not landlords. So. But in terms of economics, I, I appreciate that you see it in terms of people having access to housing. And that's obviously a, a big factor considering the potential growth of Northumberland. But I'm wondering in terms of the economics of farming, I, I, I've attended meetings and listened to severances being debated uh, around the idea that the farmer needed that income. Maybe it was a bad year for the crops. Maybe you know there was, they wanted to buy new equipment or anything, but they saw severing lots as, a, as an end to an economic means to help sustain the farming operation. In that context, is having the ability to sever lots still an important principle? Rob, that's a tough one. Uh, I get it. Beginning farmers and, and whatever, looking to be able to make it all affordable, make it all work. But it's not a really a sustainable model, is it? If you're going to farm, you're in it for the production income. If you're going to sever lots, how are you not just a developer? Now, what about um, small farms, organic farms, uh, you know, small lot farms where people grow vegetables and things, sell them at farmers markets? You, you see these sort of tiny operations. Is there a place for that? And should those lands be saved as well? Or should those be considered something else? How do you view the, the, the sort of the small, the very small sort of market farms that we see around the county? And what's their place within this agricultural mapping in your mind? I say good for them. If they can, they have to be a great marketer. Number one, you gotta have good product too. But uh, how are they not farmers? So should we be preserving those lands as well then, Sid, do you think? Definitely. You mentioned it as part of the meeting that there were a lot of good questions. Can you give us some examples of the kinds of questions others were asking? Well, to be honest with you, Rob, I had to leave early before the 
questions really got going. Uh, I was able to uh, get my questions in beforehand, before the real meeting started, talk to the soil expert and the, the planners and such. But uh, uh, it, it was fascinating to me to see the flow of people coming and going and a lot of farmers, a lot of rural urbanites, I assume, but uh, didn't get a chance to inter interact with all the, all the people that were there. So, Approximately how many people do you think attended that? In Calford? Yeah. My guess there would have been 50-ish. I did not have a count going. I was very involved with the conversations I was having with the various planners and experts there. So. Now that you've had some time to reflect on the meeting and to think about what agricultural mapping means, are you supportive of the county's efforts to designate these lands and to, to start to have a system of protecting and, and uh, controlling what's going on for agricultural lands in Northumberland? Oh, it's definitely an important part of a planning process for any community, any municipality to, to have planning for growth, for agriculture, and I guess our focus is we're going to need to have growth. We're going to need to have tax base to build those roads and, and maintain them. But let's focus on the residential areas that already have the services required for, these, for that growth. Let the growth happen there and let the farmers farm. You just give us... I always said, leave a farmer alone and he'll do his job and he will keep you fed. Sid Atkinson, I want to thank you so much for talking to me this morning. Well, thank you, Rob. That was Sid Atkinson, former president of the Northumberland Federation of Agriculture. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.